What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Underdog Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nolan Skeen, alongside Antonio Fiore and Sal Estrina. Gentlemen. What's up, guys? Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Great Little great game last night. Bonus episode this week. Talk about the Nationals. Try and squeeze in some baseball there. Why not? Team of Destiny. Like we've been saying for the whole time, Team of Destiny. Right. 14 games less when it comes to wins than the Astros. It's crazy to me. They were what sixteen and thirty eight. They were nineteen 19. and thirty one, which is still a crazy number. Everyone was talking about them as sellers of the deadline. I was really heavily wanting the Yankees to go after Max Scherzer. He's been like my favorite pitcher in the that's, league for years. That's hilarious because I remember at the deadline they were talking about dealing off Scherzer, oh yeah, dealing off Corbin or different pieces on that team. So it's funny that and at that point they were like back to like around a five hundred team, maybe a little higher, and people were still like they didn't believe in the team. It was a great. That was one of the best baseball games I've watched in a while. Was that game last night? Honestly, I mean they they looked lifeless for five innings and then they just came alive in the Rendon. sixth. The Nationals did it in appropriate fashion too. And you know what, Max Scherzer, he didn't. It wasn't the prettiest start. He only gave up two runs. He had runners on every single inning and managed. Got to, out of trouble. Yep, got out every, of trouble every time. I mean, he he had the two hiccups, but still, he folded, that's but only he two didn't runs. Crack. Yeah, that's made important. made key pitches when he had to definitely. I still think. I mean, don't don't take it away by any means. Granky had a great performance. Remember last what night we too. said the other day too. We were, we were like, like no. no way, Granky starts this. Oh game yeah, I know. <laughs> we I thought there was it was no, announced later that night, and I was like, okay. I thought there was no chance that they would pitch Granky, and Granky came out there and oh, threw a, a, gem. a gem. Such he did a gem. Needed to do. What and the Astros bullpen, which has been the best through the playoffs, and outpitched the Yankees bullpen, which was the best bullpen in baseball for the last two years. This was just the first night where it all went bad for him. So the obvious storyline is why did AJ Hinch not bring on Derek Cole? Would be my question to both of you. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those things, right? Where we're gonna bring it up because they lost. If they win the game, no one's ever talking about it. I mean, it might come up for a little bit, like toward. But after. it's not as much of a storyline. It's as not it as is. much of a storyline now. It's a storyline just because they lost and you had them available. So, I mean, I don't know why you don't bring him in. Maybe he thought, who like, who was the first guy? Was it? Um, Will Harris. Yeah, Will Harris. Will Harris. And, yeah. Well, he's pitched great to the And he's playoffs. been great. Like, their bullpen's been, I mean, I just, I don't know if maybe Garrett Cole wasn't ready. So, so what the broadcast said was they had him warming up in the inning prior to when Grinty uh, gave up the home run, and they wanted him to start an inning. So, because Rendon hit the home run with one out in the inning they didn't want to bring him in in the middle of an inning they wanted to wait till like after an inning was over to give him enough time to warm up so that was the reasoning i heard during the broadcast but at that point if you see granky give up the home run i think cole should be up in the bullpen like i don't see any reason why like there's no disadvantage to having cole warm up like yeah and if you need to bring him in bring him in i get like you would rather bring him in at the end of an inning but you don't always have that luxury like the game doesn't always go perfectly for you exactly like that's the thing. They're they're trying to make a perfect situation for Cole to come in, but in the World Series, that's never going to happen. Yeah, you, it's not going to perfectly unfold the way you think. Like no one thought a- after the end of what five innings that it, Rendon was going to lead off with a home run, and then they were going to score six we, six think, runs in three innings. I like, think most people knew that that game was going to pop off at some point. They weren't going to stay quiet the entire game, which is why you need Cole up. Right. I I don't know that that definitely confused me. Antonio? I mean, hold on. 
Well, Granky, they pulled him after they gave up that run, right? And he put a runner I've, on. I think he put, I, yeah. So it was after he, they hit a home run and then they had a runner on, and that's when they decided it, to pull Granky. It's Granke. just again with like this problem I've had in the past few years with the way managing has been dealt with starting pitching and um, just baseball in general. Uh, this is one of those where y- your guy gave up one run and he was pitching fantastic. That's the so other far. thing. Why they not give him the shot? They didn't necessarily need to pull Granky either. No, it's just one run. They correct. They were facing the heart of the order, so I doubt he maybe wants to throw in someone new. You're not. You don't want to face the heart of the order for a third time. Like made made sense in theory, but with the way Drake he was pitching last night, like let let the I, guy you you trade for at the deadline go out yeah, and make pitches. I would have. I mean, I'm not a start. I'm not a manager in the MLB, but I I would have liked to leave him in. And you know what? It, the thing with the past World Series champions, especially last year with the Red Sox, is they weren't afraid to let their starting pitcher keep going and that's what i love they chris sale would throw 120 pitches in a game if he was rolling which is i, I wish with Aaron the was like that yeah because as soon like as with, you- with a lot of pitchers it seems like even if they're throwing the game of their lives once you once you get to 100 this thing goes off in the manager's head is like whoa, whoa, whoa as soon as a runner comes on, anymore as soon as a runner gets on they'll pull him it's ridiculous i i'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, they're a little bit too cautious, but it's game seven of the World Series. There's no game tomorrow. There's no game. Everyone's available. Everyone's available. You get anyone with an arm that can throw is available. So, I mean, the reason – I don't know why he was so cautious. I don't know why he was trying to be so precise in having him start. I just – I don't know. I've had my gripes about Davey Martinez, too, because I saw the Nationals early on in the year, and I thought he was in – a a pretty either average to below average manager, and I thought the last two games of the series he managed his team really well. Oh, absolutely! I th- I think bringing in Corbin was a great move last night. Corbin pitched amazing. He's um, been really good in relief the entire playoffs. His, his I know his record throughout the playoffs was like one and three, but when they've brought him in, he's made pitches. Oh yeah, every time. And yeah. you know, with the great thing about bringing in the starter for like an an elimination game in the playoffs is you know you can get some length out of him. You can get like two three innings, which is exactly what they got with Corbin. I mean, I I don't. The other thing I was gonna say too is, do you guys agree with Strasburg getting MVP? Because I don't think Nolan does. I do not. No, I think it should have been Rendon. I don't have an issue with it. Um, I get Strasburg. What he did on the road in Houston is a very tough thing to do, and it's not easy. But Rendon was the clutchest player in in the entire postseason. It's kind of hard to argue. I mean, there's no arguing. It's that, either him actually. or Jose Altuve. But it was definitely him. Your team is down 2-0 away, and and you hit a go-ahead home run, which he's done more than once. So that, to me, just – I guess maybe they just uh, looked at the World Series itself. It always seems I know that they don't look at the entire postseason. They just look at the World Series itself. But right. still, Rendon was a monster. Rendon was a monster all year that – Performance in Game Six, where you needed a you needed a long great outing by Strasburg, and he just came gave in and it dominated them. I I would agree with the choice they made, but I also see why you would say Rendon too. Yeah. So oh yeah, I if they gave there it were a to lot Rendon, of great players in that yeah, series. If, before like the award was given out, in my head I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be Rendon. But when they gave it to Strasburg, I didn't have an issue with that at all. Yeah, I fourteen have. innings in the entire series, four runs, fourteen strikeouts. That's what they needed out of him. And he's the first pitcher to ever go five and zero. Oh. True. And the the first number one overall pick to be a World Series MVP. It's amazing how full circle this Nationals team is because you think about how hyped he was when he was drafted. Oh, yeah. And, like, 
they were like, he's going to lead us to a World Series, blah, blah, blah. And like, he's going to be our heartbreak ace. Heartbreak after heartbreak. A- heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak of him either being injured or not being able to pitch or not pitching well in the playoffs. Uh, 2012, them shutting him down at the end of the right. season after having a great season. So, I don't know. It's that I think that's funny. I think uh, Ryan Zimmerman, who's Mr. National, been there the whole time. That's great that he uh, won a World Series. I think Rendon has been very underappreciated up until this point in his career. So, it's just kind of cool that all these players who were kind of, I wouldn't say written off, but not as uh, appreciated as they should be at their time in the limelight. Yeah. And so. I, I'm very ecstatic that Scherzer got his World Series too. That's, You're in love with Max Scherzer. I love Max Scherzer. And you know <laughs> what? I think this just solidifies that at this point. Yeah, no question. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's got three Cy Youngs. He has oh, that no, World Series I, ring. He didn't even need the He's World Series ring. He's won 180 games. It's done deal now. And I was so happy for him. And, and like you said, just like a lot of players in that team that in the past years you've watched, like Adam Eaton too, another guy, hard player every, you know. Howie. Season. We didn't even say Howie, Howie Kendrick. Kendrick. And I think it's very similar to, I'm going to compare it to basketball with the Raptors. Even though I wasn't rooting for the Raptors, I was happy for a lot of players on that team that got the championship, like Marcus All. So. Yeah, this, this year has been weird for championships. You have the Raptors who – who got the championship? No one expected. Every it. team won on the road. You have St. Yeah. Louis, the Blues, who won. won no one expected. We're the te- last team in the NHL in the standings at the at the uh, All Star break. I mean, yep. Patriots winning isn't weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excluding the NFL, but yeah. everyone expected New England to win. But and then you have the Nationals, which we were just talking about before the World Series started. That the Astros are one of the best teams we've ever seen. Well, they were Top also, bottom. according to Vegas, they were the biggest favorite, too, because I think before the series, they were like minus 250 oh, yeah. or minus 260. They're still the most complete team in baseball, no doubt. Wow, did they want the Nationals to win? <laughs> they wanted them so bad. People, I saw a lot of people betting uh, not only Astros to win the first couple There's games. There's that mattress guy who put like 10 mil A on lot it. of money. Yep. Uh, well, oh, he had a liability if they won, so he kind of broke even either way, regardless that they lost, but that still sucks. Yeah, I saw um, after they went down 2-0, he put another, like, million on it. He had, I think he had almost 20 million total on and on each individual game <coughs> and the series, so that's crazy. I mean, that's probably nothing for him. Oh, yeah, just a cool 20 mil. Right. Um, biggest disappointment in the series, I would I would say Justin Verlander. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what I is think a lot of questions are going to arise about series him. Starts? I, I think if you have... A closeout game in your building for game six. I don't know how you don't close that out if you're him. Like, you're, I think, no disrespect to him. He's a outstanding pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher. When it comes to high pressure games, including the World Series, chokes. He's a choker. He's like, he's like how David Price was before last year. Just, he gets to the big spot and then he just blows up. So, yeah, I, I would say Kershaw he's to a lower degree. Yeah, him it just happens in the World Series. Kershaw, it's always Kershaw. <laughs> Kershaw it's all the time in the postseason, no matter what. Um, your biggest disappointment? Um, I would you say Verlander? I, I would say Verlander too. Yeah, I would say Verlander. Biggest surprise, Granky. <laughs> yeah, biggest really surprise, Granky. Um, we didn't really expect much out of him. I don't think anyone really. I mean, everyone knows how good of a pitcher he is. But when like you just when the, look at when him the, and his personality, yeah, when it's a uh, game seven like that, and the 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 spotlight is all on you, you you know he has like the anxiety and stuff, and and you've seen him talk about that thing with the no hitter too, about how he wouldn't want to throw a no hitter because he wouldn't want the attention to come along with that, right? And then yesterday I'm thinking, 
What about the attention that comes along with being a game seven hero? Right. He would get which obviously he doesn't have to deal with that now. That's crazy. He he's a great pitcher. They, they had a great team. It's just they they ran into the team of destiny. That's what that's yeah, just the, what happened. The Nationals got hot at the right time. Yeah, it, it's with baseball. It always seems like it's either you know the best team is going to win, which was the Red Sox last year, or it's the hot team. Yeah, this year after they beat the Dodgers, they hit another stride. Yeah, and when they beat the Cardinals, everyone's like, uh oh. But then we were kind of like, well. With all this rest, are they going to lose a little bit of that momentum? Nope. And they then they came, came out, out the swinging in the first two swinging. games. And I think that's probably what helped them to win the whole thing. I don't think this series game to game was like that entertaining. Like each, like the first like four or five games, I feel like it would be like it was close for like three or four innings and then one team like thoroughly pulled away. Then the the last two games, like game six, game seven, really provided some like great baseball, some like very entertaining baseball. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's no Game 5 of the 2015 World Series, but it definitely was entertaining. And I think Washington just winning it is like a good icing on, on top of the cake. You guys see uh, Cole's uh, comment after the game? No, what did he say? Weird. He, they were, they were basically were asking him to have like a media session and he goes, do I have to? I'm unemployed. Basically saying like, I'm, oh. not, I'm not coming back to the Astros anymore, which... He definitely was not happy that he didn't get the ball in that game. So I mean, if you're a high level competitor, you want the ball at all times, especially in that sort of situation. And you're a pitcher where being a pitcher, you need a different mindset. You need the I'm gonna come out here and destroy the other team. Which is how he feels. Oh, yeah. Which is how I, he feels. He's that's a very how intense. feels too. Did you yeah. see the way Scherzer was sitting there on the bench? He was like rocking. Scherzer, Strasburg, he's a psychopath. Bumgarner is the same way. Like oh, yep. very intense competitors. So the funny thing is Scherzer getting scratched in game five in in all reality helped them out. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they probably would have had to throw in Corbin, and I don't know that Corbin coming there to start the game, he would have pitched as... Like, if Corbin got into those same spots that Scherzer got into, I don't know that he gets out of all of them, and then maybe they're down three or four runs, and that changes the whole complexion of the game. Then maybe they don't bring in Will Harris. I know it's like a huge if, but that him getting scratched <laughs> is like a big storyline in this whole series, so... I think that worked out in their favor, definitely. Yeah. Another thing, too, like them going up 2-0. Like, we know that if there's any team that can come out of that slump, it's the Astros. Yeah. But I think having that and then obviously the fluke where every road team won. That's never happened. That's never happened. The Astros winning three straight. I, I wasn't surprised at all because that's just yeah, like you said. If there's any team that's coming all. out of that slump, it's the Astros. And I thought they would have finished it off in game six. I thought that, like. Well, that's why oh, I did expects, too, but, but we just, didn't, on I just the mound. didn't want them to. That's, yeah, I think everyone expected them to close it out in six. But then when Washington beat them, that's when I was like, okay, they're definitely probably going to win in game seven. Um, well, not definitely, but obviously, but, you know. Um, Garrett Cole, where do we think he ends up? Uh, I know we've heard a lot about the California thing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I hope he doesn't go to the Angels. I could see it. I can def. I think. I hope because he if he's that, pissed, I can see that as like the landing spot for him because they just got Joe Madden. If he's that pissed at the Astros too, he wants to pitch against them as much as he can. Mm-hmm. So being in the division, that's like the a great Dodgers? spot for him. Do they have enough salary cap room with the Dodgers? Him? Probably. Ugh. They could probably make it work. I want to see him go to the 
Dodgers, dude. That would. Can they I know ju- you hate the Dodgers. Can the Dodgers I just the like Dodgers wither too. away? Finally, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think everyone's so sick of them. So Kershaw can op, or can they get rid of Kershaw? Well, it's a, it's the last year he of his contract. One more year after, yeah. So they might as well just year. let him ride it out. But they're not. I, I think they it's won't bring what, him back what did I say that. before? I think it was thirty-two million. I think he's set to make. Well, I mean, I I I know Kershaw's the perennial choke artist, but him. If you have him and Cole as your one-two punch in a playoff series. In the regular season, though. I, we've seen pitchers get over their playoff demons before. I thought David yeah, Price, Price did it. I thought David Price was the worst pitcher I've ever yeah. seen in my lifetime. David Price got over it, but I don't think Kershaw can ever get over it. Not after this postseason. That's what everyone... He obviously has some kind of mental block there that just won't... Like, the so more times strange. you do it, the more times you're used to it. So maybe it... like. Maybe at one point. It's just happened we, way yeah, too many times. Yeah, we've seen him do it for the past like seven years, man. It's, it's a, that's crazy how much he chokes, honestly. Like if you go back to all the years that he's pitched in the postseason, every year you can find an instance where if he, if he did what Kershaw should do, that they're going to win and they'll probably win a World Series. Like in 2015, in that game five that I was talking about, they were up 4-1 to one, and Kershaw came in to pitch and let them tie it. Was that game what? four? Wait, hold, it was what, game five. What year are we talking? Because 2015 was Mets Royals. Or 2016. 20. Where Astros versus Dodgers. 2017. 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay, so I was two years off. But in that in that series, game five, which or game was it game five, the wild game that ended like 13-12. Oh my! That was one of the best baseball. Which games is one I've of the craziest games seen, anyone's dude. ever seen. In that game, the only reason it got like that was because Kershaw let them score. In the, I believe it was like fourth or fifth inning, something like that. Dodgers are up 4 1. Astros look deflated. Boom, three run home run. Game's yep. tied. Oh my God. That game was just. No- and then the uh, Dodgers got up again. It was like 10 7. Then here comes Altuve with exactly. a three run bomb dead center. And then eventually Bregman had that walk off. Oh, that was such a good game. I just want to see Cole go somewhere where he's in a match. Like, he, he does a team over the home. So I want it like. Yankee- Mm, well, I, I, the, it, the Yankees better just throw some money at him because it's again. Well, that's these, exactly try that's exactly him. what you need. You need a front line starting Exa- pitcher. Well, because these two teams that were just in the World Series, great starting staffs, and the Yankees have been trying to do this where they have a great bullpen and good starting pitching. Well, the thing is, the Yankees need that great guy, and they need to finally realize that we can't just settle for these. B plus pitchers anymore. We got to go get our A plus guy. The thing is, too, if you have Cole, that slots Sevilla as your number two. And I, yeah, that's incredible. Sevilla as a number two is what you want, obviously. Like, he's a great number two pitcher. Yeah, I don't, think I don't know that he can guy. lead. I don't know that he can lead a staff, though. Neither can Jay Happ. And then, no, get Jay Happ the hell out of there. <laughs> I hated that trade from the beginning. Um, then or Paxton. Paxton as a number three. I like that. Yeah. We've seen him. He can pitch well in the big games. And Tanaka down as your four. I like that as my four. And then if, you know, Herman comes back, just put him out of the bullpen. It should be well, interesting. As the number five. Yeah, I'm, I'm I saying the Yankees like will definitely series. try. Oh, yeah. The Yankees will definitely try. They're not going to let him go as easily as they did last time. No. I think the hot stove is going to be pretty intensified this summer. I mean, Rondon's a free agent. Str- Strasburg's a free agent, as far as I know. Cole's a free agent. Uh,. And then someone else on the Astros was a free agent too, but they, there's just a lot of guys who are getting paid this offseason. It's going to be exciting. I I feel like it's been a few years since we had you know a crazy baseball offseason. Obviously, it was Harper last year, but we want to bring a title back. Last, last year yeah. was pretty. It was pretty there's uh, there's a lot though. of guys this offseason. It's going to get really exciting. 
Last season was pretty intense. Machado and uh, Harper were the two big ones. Yeah. And uh, who else? Who else got really paid? Um, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> we didn't talk about uh, – I think we we're going to talk a little NBA. Steph Curry. Yeah. they At this point, I think what the Warriors should do is – because it said – Curry likely to be out months with this rotation that they have right now. They're a college it's, basketball they're, Yeah, it's yeah. not happening. So I think what they have to do either not not even either, get D out of there, trade him for, you know, a first round pick if you can get that for If him. they're gonna lose all the game I mean they did they just got him in there too. They're gonna trade him. I it'd don't be a shame that it'd be this year. I don't see any reason to keep them at this point. All no. all it's going to do is going to cost them wins and at this point they want to lose. Like you want to lose if you're them. You want someone to I mean, they were sort of iffy to begin with to even make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, now I, they're definitely I was not a believer making. in them making the playoffs because I am just a big I believer too, in Stephen Curry. I thought he was going to, you know, well, get the job Well, you also got to realize too they were playing the Phoenix Suns last night and they were down They like, were getting cranked, dude. It's, with Steph Curry in the lineup. It's it was unbelievable to watch in like some of the other games that they've played this year. It's, they might they might be the worst defensive team I've watched. Yeah, they don't have any. Who's their tallest guy? I mean, Willie Cauley Stein's huge, but after that, what is their tallest guy? Green, maybe someone else. What's not probably green. someone on their bench. Six ten. Green. I don't even know. That's. It's just like no. There's no <laughs> rim protection. There's no perimeter defense. There's no one like trying to stop the basketball. They just want the basketball back so they can try to score. Yeah, and I think if you can tank really well. Get a really high pick, and even if you trade like D'Lo to try and get another first round pick. Well, you need cheap talent to surround uh, Curry, Green, and play there's, with. There's that, but here's a name you know potentially in the first round for the Warriors: Sharif O'Neal. You're very high on Sharif. I'm very high on Sharif O'Neal. Tell me why. And just look at him; he's a physical beast. And, and they've never really had that, school, that big guy, that big physical guy. They had Bogut. And, oh yeah, I would uh, love to see them get like a, a, a very good center too. Like they need a guy like uh, like Embiid or like um, I don't even know, like something to a lesser degree that Embiid is. I mean, at this point, it's kind of hard to talk about the draft because obviously college basketball hasn't started yet, so we don't really know who our who's gonna top five yeah, guys are gonna go over be. The top. I mean, obviously Sharif O'Neal's in that conversation if he ends up, you know doing a one-and-done type thing, which I he was supposed to play last year, but obviously he got hurt. He'll so do if a one-and-done he one thing. Biggest surprise, I would say, is Phoenix, like we just talked about. I think they're 4-1 and one right now. Yeah, they. I, there's no question that they have a good roster full of what about, talented uh, players. Since we're talking about the draft, LaMelo Ball. Yeah, that's a name that's come up, too. Is he up this year? He's a yeah. freshman this year? No, he's playing... I mean, he's playing overseas. Well, somewhere. he's eligible for the draft at the end of this yeah. year. Yeah, no, he can be in the draft, but he's just, he's not playing college. He's playing somewhere, some other country. That or would be Australia, I think. I even if the like say he just balls out, I still don't think the war like say the Warriors got the number one pick. I don't know if I can see them taking him. No, really and if the they do, and if they do take him, then it would just be to trade him for someone else that they're looking for. I'm just throwing it out there. What'd you say? I'm just throwing it out what, there. What the Lamelo Ball thing? Oh yeah, I yeah, I just it's just interesting. It would be because I, I think what was it a couple months ago they said he he might be number one like in the first round. It depends on like how I much. Think, I don't think he's gonna be number one at all. Some people are saying uh, no. I've seen some people on a lot of places saying that they could see him going number one. There's at least like a solid eight players that are better than him coming out of college too. I mean he's playing overseas. 
Yeah. Or is he playing overseas now? Yeah, right he's still now? playing overseas. Yeah, what, uh, New Zealand, Australia, something like that. I think that. it's Australia. Um, back to the Suns, though. I I think Booker is definitely taking a step forward this year, along with I, I'm very high on Ubre. Ubre's looked really good so far this year. He's knocking down threes, slashing to the rim. Like, he's doing everything that they need. And with Rubio running the offense, it's amazing what a – NBA point guard will do for your team instead of having Devin Booker take the ball also, up every time. out of the draft, I, I know he's suspended for um, 25. 20, well, it's 25 games. So You're going to try to appeal that, It's too. 23 more games at this point or something like that. But I'm pretty high on DeAndre Ayton, too. I heard someone say, like, oh, is DeAndre Ayton a bust? Like, a couple of days ago on some TV station. But last year, he averaged, like, 18 and 10. He's. I don't know how that's... It's just because he's a son and sons and they're a small market team. No one ever hears about him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this was coming eventually for the Suns. We know that they have a lot of talented players on their team, and this is the year it's kind of just clicking. Coming together, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to build something in Mon- Phoenix for sure. Monty Williams is a very good coach, too. I yeah, I agree with that too. I think we're I think we're done here, gentlemen. Wrap it up. Yeah. A little bonus episode. A little bonus episode of the Underdog Sports Podcast. Short and sweet. <laughs> Short and sweet. Now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. All right, guys. Happy Halloween. See you later.